Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Everything Pup Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Montgomery. One of the easiest things a pet parent can do to improve their dog's health is to add fresh toppers to their dog's food. Although fresh toppers benefit all dogs, no matter the diet they're on, they're perhaps most important for a dog that's fed a processed diet like kibble. In this episode, I'll give you a list of healthy toppers you can easily add to your dog's food and teach you how each of them will benefit their health. You're listening to the Everything Pup Podcast, the place for dedicated pup parents to find valuable dog-centric tips, interviews with trusted industry experts and your favorite dog brands, and everything else you need to become an informed advocate for your best friend. Now, here's your host, Holly Montgomery. Welcome back. Before I start talking about toppers, I want to talk about the myth of complete and balanced diets. Before I went out on my own to learn more about dog diets, all the information that I could find on the subject was from pet food companies or people that had been educated by pet food companies. Besides there being an obvious bias, the buck kind of stopped at kibble diets that were approved by AFCO, which is the Association of American Feed Control Officials. And these were the only foods that were considered complete and balanced, and they were also considered the ideal standard for our pet dogs. What most people don't know is that AFCO standards are bare minimum standards. In other words, how little nutrition can we give an average dog for them to survive or to (laughs) not die? There's no consideration for individual needs or for what a dog might require to thrive rather than merely survive. We also don't take into account that dogs are scavengers by nature, and seldom would they ever get all of their required nutrients in one single meal. Now, even if a dry dog food was a complete and balanced diet, we don't consider digestibility of ingredients when approving foods as complete and balanced. And what good is an ingredient if a dog can't utilize it? So back to toppers. Adding fresh ingredients to your dog's diet is not only a way to add interest, I mean, dogs get bored. It's also a way to add a variety of ingredients, which is the only way a dog can actually consume all of the nutrients that he or she requires to thrive, not just survive. And in a perfect world, every dog would be eating a high quality raw diet that included rotating between different protein sources and toppers. In the real world, most people can't or won't be able to provide a diet like this. The next best thing is adding a variety of healthy toppers to whatever diet you have the means to feed. For the remainder of this episode, we'll be discussing different ingredients that you can add to your dog's diet to improve their health. The end goal is to find a selection of these toppers that you are able to feed in rotation. Remember, complete and balanced diets can only be truly achieved through rotation over time, so don't get stuck on feeding the same things day in and day out. Alternatively, if you have an ingredient you need to feed off before, say, it goes bad, it's okay to feed that ingredient for a few days. Don't don't get too stressed about this. It's not as hard as it sounds. <laughs> an easy way to think of a rotational diet is that if you think about balancing a diet, say, over a 7-14 to 14 day period, rather than daily, your dog will still benefit and you can stay sane knowing you won't have to build a masterpiece in every bowl every single day. If you need a guideline, allot about 10% of your dog's total diet to toppers and keep the rest of the diet as balanced as you can. So for kibble feeders, find yourself a high quality dry 
and reduce the serving size a little to account for your toppers. I personally don't get too hung up on exact calorie amounts. Goodness knows I don't do this for myself, so I just eyeball it. If I, remember, if I remove a golf ball size amount of food, I add in a golf ball sized amount of toppers. If you notice that your dog is gaining or losing weight and not for the better, adjust accordingly. It's not, it's not rocket science. <laughs> if you're a raw feeder, make sure the bulk of your dog's meal is a balanced meat bone organ ratio and top that off with 10% of some of your favorite toppers. Okay. So here are some of my favorite toppers for dogs. When introducing new foods, this is important. Always start one at a time and start small. If your dog is not used to getting variety in their diet, you're going to want to give them a chance to get used to it. Dogs can handle it, but please don't do it all at once. So if you purchase a commercial pet product, follow the doses that they recommend. There are lots of commercial toppers available as this a segment of the pet food market kind of is taking off right now. It started about a year ago and it's just kind of going crazy now. So there are options if you don't want to do this yourself. Otherwise, I'll give a link to the recommended amounts in the show notes. So make sure you go check that out. And I've already laid all of that out for you in terms of serving sizes. So you can go check that out. All right, here we go. We're going to start with one of my favorites and one of the easiest ones that you can do, and that is raw eggs. Now, raw eggs are nearly a complete source of protein when fed with shells. They contain almost all essential amino acids. What's also great about raw eggs is you can find a variety of different uh, protein sources. So you can try chicken, duck, or quail eggs. Quail eggs are actually really uh, readily available in pet food stores nowadays. So you can definitely check that out, usually in the freezer section. What you want to look for is local, free-range, organic, and naturally fed. If chickens are, or ducks or whatever are grazing on natural ingredients like bugs, that's going to make them more nutritious. So definitely avoid the factory farm stuff and go for the naturally fed uh, local and free-range stuff. Now, they contain many essential vitamins and minerals like vitamins A, D, and E, and tons more. They're also rich in phytochemicals, depending on what the chickens eat, and this is why it's important to find naturally fed chickens. And you can feed raw eggs three to four times per week. They're available in some specialty pet food stores, as I mentioned. You can find eggs in grocery stores, and you can find them at your local farmer's markets. Easy access to eggs, so definitely get this in your dog's rotation. Now, I've written a blog on this subject on toppers, which I will link to in the show notes. And one of the things I get from time to time is emails from people that are usually angry (laughs) because they are worried about raw eggs, salmonella and all that stuff. But if you're a raw feeder, you know at this point in time that dogs have no issues with salmonella if indeed there is salmonella present in the eggs. So you don't need to worry about that. But I don't want you to stress out. So if you are go ahead and cook them, scramble them. You don't have to add anything. Just add maybe a little water and scramble them in a pan. And honestly, in my opinion, raw is better because cooking always destroys some nutrients. But for goodness sake, cooked is better than nothing. (laughs) So if that's what you're comfortable with, go ahead and cook them. Just make sure you cool them off before you feed them. And another quick note is that big companies may spray their shells with chemicals to make them shiny. So this is to make them more appealing to us when we go shopping. 
But those chemicals obviously are not good for us to consume. They're not not meant for us to consume. They assume you're going to crack the egg open and throw the shells out. But if you want to feed the shells to your dogs, then don't buy commercial eggs that spray with these chemicals. So you may have to double check with the company to see if they spray the shells. And if so, don't feed them. If not, you can grind them up, crush them up, however your dog will eat them and just mix them into um, their food. All right, the next one is also a very popular and there's a good reason for it. And that is goat's milk. Now goat's milk is considered the universal milk. And that's because it's easy to digest due to its small molecules. So if your dog has issues with bovine milk, they often do a lot better on goat's milk. Now goat's milk is filled with naturally occurring probiotics. It's great for dogs with digestive issues. It's also a wonderful way to hydrate your dog. Remember, we talked about kibble-fed dogs in previous episodes, very likely being dehydrated. So if you can add some hydration to their bowl, uh, goat's milk is a great way to do that, and it's easy for them to absorb. Now, you want to look for goat's milk from animals that have been naturally raised. This is a common thread (laughs) uh, when looking for ingredients. So preferably, the milk is raw and organic. Milk sold for humans must be pasteurized and that destroys many nutrients. So if you buy human goat milk, the odds are that it's not going to be raw. It's going to be pasteurized and raw is definitely better. Now, if uh, you have trouble finding uh, goat's milk in your grocery store that meets all this criteria, there are many pet brands now that you can look for in pet specialty shops like Primal, Green Juju, Big Country Raw, which is a Canadian brand. And Happy Days, one of my favorite um, goat's milk brands. And those are all, and that's a Canadian brand as well. So for my US um, listeners, you may not be able to find that one. Uh, But they're available in pet specialty stores like my stores, Tailblazers Legacy and Tailblazers Copperfield. We have a variety of, wonderful variety of goat's milk. We just feel it's so important. We stock a lot of it. And on the subject of goat's milk, let's move on to kefir. Now, kefir is otherwise known of as the grain of life because all of its many health benefits. Now, many people compare it to yogurt, but it's more like yogurt on steroids. It's loaded with probiotics and beneficial yeasts that fight pathogenic yeast and bacteria. So that's the bad stuff. Now, kibble diets contain up to 70% carbs, depending on the quality, and those carbs wreak havoc on the bad body and they feed pathogenic pathogenic yeast. Sorry, tongue twister. Now adding a probiotic is essential for dogs that are dry fed because you want to help their bodies kind of combat this pathogenic yeast. Another benefit of supplementing with kefir is that it's antibacterial, antifungal. It helps with candidiasis, which is yeast, IBD or irritable bowel, allergies, and it's filled with beneficial vitamins and minerals. Kefir is traditionally prepared with cow's milk, but it is available with sheep or goat's milk as well. Now, Open Farm is is a brand that has goat kefir. And Happy Days, as I mentioned before, is a Canadian brand that also has uh, kefir for pets. And what's cool about Happy Days, I'm sorry, I'm going to disappoint all my listeners that can't get this brand, but Happy Days is a Canadian brand that actually has goat kefir, water buffalo kefir, and sheep kefir. And you know that I love variety. So I would suggest going between them. And a lot of these milks, including Open Farm and actually, um, sorry, kefirs, 
including Open Farm, have other ingredients in them. Like they have a cranberry variety and they have a um, a few different varieties like that that you can check out. So tons of variety. And if your local shop has one or two of these, you can definitely check those out and you'll have a good booster for your dog's bowl. Now let's move on to sardines. Sardines are a great source of omega-3 fatty acids, and those are those fatty acids that are hard to find in a lot of diets, including raw. Not all raw diets have omega-3s added, and oftentimes um, these commercial pet food diets are filled with omega-6 fatty acids, and you need everything in balance. So you need to have a balance of omega-3s versus omega-6s as to bring perfect health to your dog. So Oftentimes in this day and age, we have to add omega-3 fatty acids, and that could be in the form of a fish oil, which that's for another episode. Fish oils aren't my favorite because they're actually processed, but um, if you can add it, omega-3s in, in terms of a whole fish, it's, it's actually better and more nutritious as it's not been processed. And sardines are also a great source of taurine. Now, what's great about sardines, there's lots of fish that are high in omega-3s, but sardines are one of the only ones that is actually a small, short-lived fish. And what that means for our pets is that they consume fish that aren't accumulating as many toxins as some of the larger fish are. And you can feed frozen whole sardines, or Primal, for example, has a frozen ground whole sardine in one of their butcher's blend recipes. And the butcher's blend recipes are almost like large kibble-sized pellets that you can feed raw, and you can put these on your dog foods as uh, toppers. And their sardine one is 100% just whole ground, whole sardines. So it's a great option for your dog. And if you don't have access to any of those raw frozen varieties, you can also feed canned sardines, which are fairly easy to find in your grocery store. And all I would suggest in terms of looking for those is make sure you find ones that are packed in water, not in some crazy soy oils or things that your dog really doesn't need. But you can find um, ones packed in spring water. And those are the ones I recommend. Moving on to pureed pumpkin. Now, the first thing I want to point out is that you're looking for pureed pumpkin. There's nothing else in it. It is not the pie mix. And oftentimes the cans look similar. So make sure you're looking for a pureed whole pumpkin, not the pie mix. Now, pumpkin is a great source of vitamin A, potassium, vitamin C, iron, zinc, phosphorus, and magnesium, and lots more good stuff. It's a soluble fire fiber that's actually great for digestion. <laughs> There's lots of tongue twisters in this podcast today. <laughs> it's a soluble fiber that's great for digestion. And it regulates stool consistency. It's really weird, but it actually firms up runny stools and it also loosens stool that's too firm. So if you have a dog that's constipated, add pumpkin. If you have a dog with runny stool, add pumpkin. It's weird. It's magic. It's like it knows exactly what your pet needs. Fiber also acts as a prebiotic, which feeds probiotics and can inhibit the growth of bad bacteria. Now, that's really important. We know that we talk about that when we talk about probiotics all the time. Now, pumpkin also makes great frozen treats when added with other toppers like goat's milk. Uh, You can mix a variety of these things in with these um, frozen treats, and they're very tasty and your dog will love them. Now, Nature's Logic 
and Nummy Tum Tum are my two favorite uh, commercially available pureed pumpkin pet brands. So um, what's kind of nice about the pet brands is they actually have the serving size right on the can, so you don't have to look it up. It's just right there for you. So um, that's what makes it kind of nice for pets to get the pet brands. Now, bone broth, we've talked about this before. I'm going to link in the show notes to previous podcasts and blogs on bone broth. It's just such an important and easy thing to add to your dog's food as a topper that it comes up a lot in my in my content. So bone broth promotes healthy digestion. It's great for joint health. It helps the liver detox. It helps repair leaky gut, which may be responsible for itching and allergies in some dogs. Of course, it's hydrating. We've talked about this a million times. And it makes also makes great frozen treats. And if you don't want to make broth yourself, I will link in the show notes to um, a blog post I did on this that teaches you how to make your own bone broth. But if you don't want to, you don't have the time, you don't have the energy, there are tons of commercial pet brands available. Green Juju, Primal, Open Farm, and Honest Kitchen all have one summer in the freezer, summer shelf stable, and Nature's Logic actually, and uh, Honest Kitchen actually have dehydrated bone broth that you just add water to and it rehydrates. So you can store that in your pantry and just make it when you want to. Really easy and convenient for you. Now the next one is organic fresh veggies. So veggies, healthy ones, good ones. They're filled with enzymes, antioxidants, fiber, vitamins, including calcium, iron, iodine, magnesium, and more. And the more variety you add, the different um, kind of plethora of vitamins and mineral mixes you're going to get. Now, one thing that you want to do when you are feeding or preparing these veggies is you want to make sure you lightly steam or puree them. And that's just because you need to break down the cellulose layer for your dogs. They can't break that down themselves. Their bodies can't do it. So when you're pureeing, which kind of mimics the stomach contents of a rudiment animal, um, it's going to help uh, your dog absorb it a little bit better. Now, there's no harm in giving veggies whole. I know a lot of you do that as treats, but they're probably not going to utilize it very much. They're just going to eat it and enjoy it and probably poop it out pretty much the same way it looked when it went in. <laughs> so lightly steaming and pureeing is the way to ensure that your dog's going to get the most out of your veggies. Now, you want to use a mix of underground and above ground veggies. Like I said, variety is great. And spinach and charter, chard are okay occasionally, but they can also interfere with calcium absorption. So this is one of those things that I just don't want people to go gung-ho and put spinach and chard in every single mix they make. I don't want anybody to get stuck on making the same thing every time. So don't worry about chard and spinach if you're doing variety. But if you're feeding it every day in semi-large amounts, you're going to want to know that it can interfere with calcium absorption. So variety, variety, variety. You won't like too much of a good thing. What's that saying? Too much of a good thing makes it bad or something like that. Um, so just make sure that you're you're doing a nice variety. Now, if you don't want to mix your own, because honestly, I used to, and it was very time consuming and time is something I have very little of these days. So um, you can buy commercially available pureed veggies and a lot of them contain or some organic or all organic vegetables. So they're pretty good quality uh, options and primal's one of them green juju's another one 
Green jujus mixes are great because they actually contain bone broths and a lot of other things that I mentioned in this podcast. So you can get these mixes and they have a variety of different ones. Alternate, alternate, alternate. And there's other companies like Big Country Raw, which is a Canadian option. And they offer pureed fruit and veggie mixes. So when I'm looking for a mix, I try to keep the sugary, starchy veggies and the fruit to a minimum. There's nothing wrong with having some, but too much of a good thing. (laughs) The sugars can contribute to things like uh, yeast when your dog has struggles with yeast. So choosing ones that are lower in sugar are better. I really love um, blueberries, which we'll discuss in a few minutes. But um, just make sure that the carrots and that sort of thing is not going to be the predominant source or apples. Those are great items, but just in moderation. So um, look for the green leafies. Those are my favorite. But uh, variety is always key, as I mentioned, to an annoying extent in this podcast and other ones as well. (laughs) Now, speaking of veggies, let's move on to the next one, fermented veg. Now, fermentation is when a microorganism like yeast or bacteria breaks down a food and it literally pre-digests it, making it very bioavailable or easy to digest for you or your pet. And fermented veggies are loaded with beneficial bacteria, so they're great for dogs with digestive issues. If you purchase sauerkraut, which is a fermented veg, ensure that the only two ingredients are cabbage and salt as some can contain wine, which obviously you don't want to feed to your dog. So so don't choose any of the ones that contain alcohol. Choose organic when possible. And if you don't want to make it to to the grocery store to look for it, you can look for one called Vita Nutrition here in Canada, which makes a great pet-friendly option with a mixture of different fermented veggies. This is something that's becoming more known and more popular, so you're going to find that this is going to be something easier to find. And Green Juju is a brand that actually ferments a lot of their products. So definitely look into them for options for uh, fermented products. All right, now let's move on to blueberries. Well, I think at this point in time, people know that blueberries are amazing. They're considered a superfood. It's such a simple ingredient to find. So if you're not adding blueberries to your own or to your dog's diet, you're both missing out. So blueberries, what makes them so great? They're full of polyphenols, which are a type of antioxidant. Antioxidant compounds help get rid of free radicals from the body and free radicals are bad because they're known to cause cancer. And free radicals are a natural result of the metabolic process, but they're also a result of vaccines, processed foods, medications, flea, tick and heartworm meds, fertilizers, herbicides, and household cleaning products. So we want to keep all that stuff in your dog's life to a minimum, but it's pretty unavoidable in today's society. So adding something like blueberries to help rid the body of free radicals is definitely beneficial. Blueberries are also low in sugar, and they have the most antioxidants of any fruit. They have vitamins A, C, E, K, folate, and choline. They have the minerals manganese, calcium, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, zinc, and potassium. They prevent exercise-induced oxidative damage, so they're great for canine athletes. You can feed blueberries as treats or just as a snack after an athletic event, and this is going to help your dog recover. 
They support brain, gut, and eye health and heart function, and they promote a healthy inflammatory response and so much more. Always use organic fresh or frozen blueberries when fresh aren't available. And now if you can't find that or you don't have the time or you just want something simpler, Kin and Kind is a brand that actually makes a product called Healthy Immunity, and that's a powdered supplement that you can add to their food full of antioxidants. And Cranimals also has a variety called Very Berry. And that's a great powder, like I said, if you can't do fresh. All right, so on to our 10th and final topper, although by no means is this a <laughs> an exhaustive list. There are tons of things you can add as healthy toppers. I just want to give you a variety of ones that are quick and easy and simple and that maybe if you did a rotation of these 10 things, your dog would be getting lots of variety and definitely health benefits. So number 10, the final for the podcast, is green tripe. Tripe is the unprocessed stomach of a ruminating or grazing animal. So this is deer um, or cows, sheep, lamb, whatever you want to call them. Um, those are all ruminating or grazing animals that have commercially available tripe. Now, you don't want human tripe. This is very important. Human tripe has been cleaned and bleached, and any nutrition that's left is not anything that your dog would really need. You definitely want to choose green tripe. Now, green tripe stinks. I'm going to warn you about this. It is probably one of your dog's favorite things, and it's probably going to be one of your least favorites, <laughs> but it's so good for them for all these reasons, so let's move on. Uh, tripe, green tripe, actually contains probiotics, digestive enzymes, and omega-3 and 6 fatty acids. And some say that it actually has the perfect ratio of calcium and phosphorus, and it's naturally occurring. It's great to entice ill or picky dogs to eat. So um, sometimes we'll get dogs that are maybe going through chemotherapy or they're struggling, they've lost their appetite for due to illness and you need them to eat something. Now, tripe is something that most of them will actually try. The smell is so strong that <laughs> they can't resist it. And that's also the thing that we don't like about it. <laughs> it's high in digestible protein. And it's also worth trying for dogs that eat poop since it provides enzymes, nutrients, and probiotics that they might be missing, which might be um, getting dogs to eat poop. Now, poop eating is another whole subject. It's not necessarily the only reason why they might be eating poop, but it's something that's worth a try. It's easy. It's great for dogs with sensitive stomachs. You can even buy freeze-dried tripe, which is really easy and awesome, and use it as treats if your dog has a sensitive stomach. Now, for commercial varieties, there are freeze-dried, as I mentioned, and um, you can also get Tripet, which is a canned variety. And there's lots of commercial raw brands out there that carry raw green tripe. So just look within the variety that you might buy, like Big Country Raw or Naturals. I'm listing off a lot of Canadian brands, Carnivora. But anything that you can find where you are is likely to have a tripe variety as well. All right. So now how do you feed toppers? Well, the way I like to feed toppers is I buy one and I feed it till it's gone. So they might get veggie puree in one meal and goat's milk in another. Sometimes I do more than one. Sometimes I alternate one in the morning and one at night. And sometimes I add them to their food toys like their topples. There really are no rules except the golden rule, which is... I'm waiting. 
provide variety. <laughs> That's the one. If you're the prepping kind, you can make frozen dog treats for your dog that you can feed in every meal without worrying about having to feed one off completely. So I have three large dogs. So if I buy a, say, a liter of goat's milk, that's about four days worth for my dogs. So it's easy for me to feed that off. But if you have one small dog, that's going to be, it's going to expire before you're done. So if you can't buy a smaller bottle, then you can freeze them in little treat molds and then just feed them when you're feeding the meal. So for example, you can puree some eggs and goat's milk and freeze them into molds, or you can puree some blueberries and pumpkin with a little bit of honey, a little bit of honey (laughs) and kefir and freeze those. You can give a different one for each meal. This is an easy way to provide a lot of variety for your dog. So I hope this has helped. I want to make one small note before I sign off. (laughs) You've probably noticed I stumbled on my words uh, quite a lot today. Now, it's very strange, but in the past couple of years, I've started having these migraines that don't include headaches. But what they do do is cause me to have (laughs) weird slurred speech and dizziness and tingly hands and feet. So this can be hard for me to, to speak, which when you're a podcaster can be really tricky. So I want to apologize for stumbling. I'm already late on this podcast, so I wanted to make sure to get it out for you. But (laughs) I just want to let you guys know I am not drunk, (laughs) but it, it definitely is harder for me to get the words out and even concentrating can be quite difficult. So hopefully the podcast was still informative. And if you really hated listening to my stumbling you can let me know and I can re-record it at a later date. But I definitely wanted to get this out to you because I love the topic and also I know I'm a day late for getting out the podcast. So thank you so much for your patience and thank you as always for listening and we'll speak to you again in another episode. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and share with your dog-loving friends. The information in this podcast is not intended to replace veterinary care. Always consult with your veterinarian for diagnosis and treatment of your pup.